drop. All the hands will take you on a journey just a piece at a time. Delve into the mystery and wonderment. We can blow your mind. Every question will be answered. Nothing will be as it seems. At the turn of a page, you'll be amazed. You will cream your jeans. Love power washing stuff. <laughs> oh my god! And I just looked at a whole thing of like twenty things that have been power washed. <laughs> well, there's one really helpful one that I follow called "You Should Know." Mm-hmm. It's like a very popular one, but it's "You Should Know." Okay. And one of them, one of somebody posted one, and it actually comes up a lot. Is like, uh, what should you know about like what questions you should ask in. Uh, a job interview when they get to the point in the interview when they're like, do you have any questions for us? Like good questions to right. ask at that moment. And right. they're so fucking good and make so much sense that they're, they're give me one. Give me a like one. one of them is asking, um, what, why did the person in the position before me leave? <gasps> that is such a good question. I've never thought to ask I that. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Not that they'd be honest, but I know. And then also another one is what, um, what would like, what do my daily responsibilities look like to you? Like, what I am I expected? That. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and I, have that, asked that I never thought of that one either. Cause I was always just of the mindset of like, well, I'll figure it out as I go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And let me be, let me just be honest though. The only time I've asked any of these questions for is just to make me look like I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like I was like, I wonder what my day really would look like in this company. Yeah. Like, no, it was just mm-hmm. like, I want you to think I've really been thinking about this. So right. That's and all. yeah, same. Yeah. And the, the other <laughs> kind of more like, not really like a question, but just another way of thinking of it was like, uh, you got to remember that you're also interviewing them to see mm-hmm. if it's like a good fit for you. So yeah. you should ask like as many honest questions as That's possible true. like because if it seems like they're assholes in the interview they're probably going to be assholes in real life i know i'm not good at that i'm, I'm really good at getting jobs i don't deserve <laughs> like i'm really good at making my resume fit the job and getting the job oh but i'm really bad at being like i'm always just like thank you so much for offering me a job i can't believe it like i'm not good at being like is this really a job that i want yeah, I I feel the same way. And I'm just I, like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even ask how much it pays or anything. I'm just like, great. Yeah. You want me? I'm in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I very much relate to that yeah. for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, I guess you're listening to Overbooked, I suppose. That's true. <laughs> about job interviews. <laughs> you can learn about that here. But mostly it's supposed to be about books we haven't read. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alicia's not here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm Jinx. And I'm Stephen. And Stephen is here. Alicia's chair is empty. Yes. We miss her. And we were talking about before we started recording that this is the first time me and you have ever done a podcast so yeah. by so, ourselves. No, we've never done it. You and Alicia did the yeah. Guns N' Roses episode. That's right. And so then you came on that. We Do Keanu with Dylan and I. That's right. But Dylan was there. Oh, there's so. always somebody in the way. Oh, I know. You know? <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, everybody knows we're the power couple. <laughs> I mean, <podcasting>. please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Step aside. <laughs> mm. Well, we're enjoying some refreshing Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade. Yeah. It's been a long time since we had like an official drink on the podcast. Yeah. What was the last one? Wine. We had some really hot wine from Alicia's car recently. But that's, that's right. not really a feature item, <laughs> I think. Um, um, on one of Joey's podcasts, they talked about the Johnny Depp, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. And he had two women on who like have a baking blog. Um, like Yum. I think it's called like Fake It Till You Bake It or something like oh, that. Oh, that sounds great. And when he recorded that episode, they brought in a bunch of baked goods, and it was, it was fucking awesome. Oh, my gosh. Why are we not having more guests with baked goods? Oh, good point. Let's try that next time. I once tried to watch that movie and eat all of the candy that they eat when they eat it. Like, I gathered it all ahead of time, my roommate and I, and we had it all spread out, and we tried to, like, get it in the order, and, like, okay, we know he's going to do this uh-huh. first, then he's going to bite the gummy bear, then she's going for the cream frosting, and, and we had it all laid out, and, like halfway through just like the big scene in the factory part where they mm-hmm. first get there yeah. we were ready to vomit sure like it was the worst thing we've ever done <laughs> dumbest thing ever yeah i that sounds that sounds pretty horrible how long has it been since you had a mike's hard lemonade um it's been probably <clears throat> 15 minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> earlier today <laughs> breakfast five five or six years or something like that yeah not not that long ago not i mean long enough ago i think i had some five or six years ago when i was doing that like let's all drink wine coolers thing <laughs> and they didn't have those at the bar <laughs> um i i used to do a stand-up bit very early on about mike's hard lemonade and one time somebody brought me a six-pack of mike's hard lemonade like for... just an audience member no i think it was oh. like uh like a comedian or like a friend of a comedian or like a server or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I thought someone just popped out of the audience with it. Like they were a big (laughs) fan. That would be amazing. Like you could just quit comedy then. Be like, Oh my God, I'm one of those guys. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all kind of did. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks COVID. (laughs) I can't even fathom it. Can you fathom even going and doing comedy? No, but people are doing it. I know. It's wild. Like outdoor shows. Because those are always great. And, yeah, I know. Yeah. I've seen a co- I, I know a couple of comedians that I'm not super close with, but I saw them going on a little tour. And I yeah. was like, that sounds stupid. Irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like when doing comedy, the worst things you can ask for are a Zoom comedy show where mm-hmm. you get no response mm-hmm. and an outdoor comedy show where you can't hear anything. And that's all that's happening. Yeah. I don't know how people are doing these Zoom shows. I'm glad they're doing it. It's cool that people are into it, but. Yeah, I've heard some people say that, like, they're getting used to it. Like, they've been doing it and they're getting used to it. Well, that's not good. You should I mean... be used to the audience. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what you should be used to. Not just saying your bullshit into a vacuum. Uh, have you watched any of them i watched a couple i've watched a couple too and i were they all crazy with people not turning their mics off and like kids screaming and dogs and stuff because that's how mine were uh no they were were crazy (laughs) like people like just stopping in the middle of someone's set and being like can someone please quiet your child please mute your microphone okay go ahead sorry (laughs) well i actually i guess i haven't done any i haven't watched any zoom ones but i've watched a couple of like 
live like comedy shows mm-hmm. like live streamed comedy stand-up comedy yeah. shows they were uncomfortable yeah for me to watch there's a really cool one in la right now called i think it's called super secret comedy show mm-hmm. so maybe i shouldn't be talking about it i don't know <laughs> first rule <laughs> but they have it all set up where they have like 40 monitors and they have people that are on the actual Zoom up on the 40 monitors so you can see them and you can hear their reactions to like an audience. So you're and then they they stream like you on the stage with all these monitors and you can see them. They can see you. OK, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds I don't know who had 40 monitors that they were like, let's build this <laughs> entire soundstage. <laughs> I mean, fuck yeah for initiative. Yeah, right? but that, that seems fun. That seems fun. And also like sort of black mirror yeah it does <laughs> it also seems weird to imagine doing comedy directly into someone's face yeah that you can see them that well that you're just looking at them mm-hmm. and doing it yeah Ugh. I, maybe everybody should be required to like wear like ex-president's masks <laughs> <laughs> at least some sort of disguise yeah just some sort of extra barrier so it's not yeah. so weird <laughs> fake mustaches all around yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be weird at all <laughs> Yeah, they just everybody's just wearing like the Groucho Marx glasses, yeah. nose, and mustache. God, <laughs> everyone should wear those all the time. Oh yeah, they definitely should. I'm getting a little flush from my Mike's heart. I'm deep in. Oh, are you? Well, I'm like halfway down. <laughs> but it's giving me a little, a little silly, a little, a little silly flush. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The these are five percent alcohol per volume, which I guess is that a lot. I mean, that's like a standard, like light, a little more than like a light beer. You oh, know? okay. So it's like the same as like a Budweiser type oh. thing. Yeah. So I mean, and I think I, the, don't know. I think the sugar. I think there's some science with like sugar making it like activate in your body, like faster. Oh, that's probably true. That makes sense. But I mean, that could also be something that like I totally made up. That could be something it's that, like that maybe thing where, I heard. Like, if you smoke pot and you cough a lot, you get higher. It's <laughs> yeah. one of those things. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it has some basis, in fact, but people just say it. But I also could have just totally made that up out of thin air. Right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past myself. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even try to challenge it, <laughs> if we're being honest. I just noticed that it says more refreshing than ever right across the top of the whole thing, too. So they must have really mm. reformulated. Yeah. Does, based on your memory of Mike's Hard Lemonade, does it taste more refreshing than ever? It does taste better. It doesn't have that, like... Um, that sour wine cooleriness at the end it just kind of tastes like kool-aid it kind of it tastes like i think they upped the sourness of it they upped the strawberry is oh, what i'm noticing because okay. before it still tasted like lemonade and i'm not tasting lemonade i'm just tasting like strawberry kool-aid i mean i'm definitely feeling it in there <laughs> yeah i've got some little sillies in the back <laughs> yeah big time <laughs> definitely up in my spit yeah definitely mm-hmm. gonna be hearing a lot of <laughs> that during the podcast so if you love mouth noises <laughs> this one's for you yeah big time has anything interesting happened since our last our last meeting <laughs> go back look at the minutes see what happened um i don't know if anything particularly interesting has happened to me Mm-mm. i think it's been a pretty chill week yeah I, I i'm definitely i'm in higher spirits this week than i oh, was last good. week i'm in like a more a better mood and more of a jovial you know what did mood. it for me because hmm. i feel the same way oh, nice. and for me it was the school decision about starting online that, and it took me a minute to realize that's what it was but it was like a huge stress that just left oh that that totally makes sense yeah 
because our our kids are going to the same school mm-hmm. so th- i bet that has that was because that was a little bit of like a uh uh like emotional burden yeah i was like carrying it around just panicking low-key all the time about it that makes a ton of sense yeah yeah so i think i feel better i'm i'm very glad that they decided to yeah keep the kids home for now i like that they just sent out a thing today that was like oh by the way our back to school night is also going to be online just so you know <laughs> <laughs> like like up until we like we were thinking we were all gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm quite relieved at that. that yeah. The, I mean, it's I. Uh, both our kids are in kindergarten, mm-hmm. but you. What grade is Henry in? He'll Third? be in fourth grade. Fourth grade. Okay. So you're gonna be dealing with two kids. Yeah. That's a lot. It's That's a, lot. a lot. Well, Tucker's gonna be dealing with two kids. Let's be honest. I'll do my best. I'll send but him a pep talk. Yeah, because <laughs> he's going to have to be doing it. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I just don't understand what kindergartners are going to do online. But I, Ashley and I have talked about this a lot. <laughs> They'll, th- I mean, teachers are teachers for a reason. Mm-hmm. And the kindergarten teacher is fantastic. Oh, yeah, no so doubt. So I feel like, I feel like it'll be good. But I just wonder about other schools, like yeah. what's happening there. Because I think our kids are going to be okay. Yeah. But, well, we kind of have like the i think we're both going into it with the understanding of like you know it's kindergarten if it doesn't work out we can always just yeah. send him next year and he'll probably be fine yeah <laughs> you know what i mean he'll just be an old senior <laughs> yeah it, it'll be it'll be fine and as someone who graduated from high school like a week after i turned 17 not a big deal <laughs> like i'd much rather have been a little older i think than be like oh sorry guys i can't go anywhere i'm still a child yeah <laughs> so- and also, it's kind of cool being the oldest one in your class. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, because I was the oldest one in my class, one of the oldest ones in my yeah. class. So, and it was cool. I felt. Did you get to get to throw around your like making up Mike's Hard Lemonade facts and stuff? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just believed me. They'd be like, how do you know that? I'd be like, hey, I'm a teen, I'm, okay? I'm like six months older than you. <laughs> so, I know. Please. Well, I think I've mentioned it on here and it. Uh, is actually it ties in probably to the book we're reading a little bit okay. today, but uh, I turned eighteen uh, in October, like of my senior year. Holy shit! Yeah, so I turned eighteen at the very beginning of my senior year. Oh my god! Nobody could tell you to do anything. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I I've, I've said it multiple times, but it was like the best year of school ever. It ruled. Did you? Did you do it on your own volition, though, where you're like, yeah, I'm going to school because I want to, even though I'm 18 and I don't have to oh, necessarily. No, I mean, not ne- not totally. <laughs> <laughs> I did do better with grades than I'd ever done. Oh, that's that good. Year. I like, and I missed the most school and did the best in grades. Well, you were happy. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I could just leave whenever I wanted, like in the middle. And if like sometimes like teachers and stuff would try and like ask me where I was going on my way out of school and I'd be like home <laughs> <laughs> sorry adults just like you and uh <laughs> I, but it was great because you know I I burned out of all my excused absences uh for my first period class very quickly right right and then it kind of just went down the chain where I was like okay well I'll go for first period and then I'll skip the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> now did you guys have college days where you could visit a college and as long as you brought back something from the college, like the registrar's office that you were there, it counted as an excused absence? Um, Maybe, but I never tried Ugh. to take advantage of that. We had that, that and we were in like driving distance of, up, I mean, a million universities, oh, you yeah. know, so yeah, we could yeah. just drive, 
go in, get a note that said we were there, and then just go have lunch in the city for a day or whatever. Yeah, I mean, took full advantage. I I think for me it would be hard because there's only like yeah, there's like two. Yeah, (laughs) I went to the Nazarene College. Yeah, it was all right. I went to BSU for the fiftieth time this year. I can't make up my mind. (laughs) I went to a different department. But I'm building up a stockload of pens. That was almost a genuine spit take. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, oh. But it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I also had to retake a few classes that I had failed in previous years in order to graduate, oh, which sucked. So yeah. I had to take a couple. I had to take. <laughs> I had to take two classes with juniors. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Oh no, one class with juniors and one class with sophomores. <laughs> oh god. But I bet they were all like, "He's the coolest." No, no, <laughs> none of them. Were, all of them were like, oh, this guy's a fuck up. <laughs> oh, I did have to take um, when I graduated because I was in college for 10 years and I <laughs> and I took the like English 100 level class and mm-hmm. just would quit every time because like this is dumb. Oh, yeah. And I would just quit and I had to take it my 10th year of college. I had to go back with like all of these like 18 year olds and take this yeah. class where everyone was like, you know, I feel like Sylvia Plath is really and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> can't listen to you people read the lottery for the thousandth time um i consider myself an anarcho-capitalist cool cool (laughs) you're gonna be in someone else's group today (laughs) i can't do the project myself um i uh i went back to college briefly when i was like 23 Mm -hmm. so i went when i was like that's still reasonable. 18. Yeah. But even at 23, I was like, I feel very old. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, weird. Me, I mean, being in a class with like a bunch of like 18 year olds, like that when you're 23, yeah. it's like. You feel it. You feel it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, oh, he's older than us. <laughs> you know? I don't know. BSU is probably a lot or used to probably be a lot like this where my college had a lot of um, non-traditional students. Where it was like some 60-year-old guy who'd retired from whatever job he had forever and decided to go back and get a composition degree or something. Mm -hmm. You know, like those guys. There were a lot of those. And they would always take over every political science class. Oh. You know, during the Korean War, we all learned. Like, oh, my God. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Which has been most of my, like, don't go back to school now. Oh, yeah. Don't do it now unless it's, like, for an advanced degree. Don't do that. Yeah. See, I I never ended up finishing either of the times that I went. Ah, well, you're consistent. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so it's almost as if I'm sensing a pattern. What did you? What was your major? Uh, first, it was English, and then it was philosophy. Ah. <laughs> now I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll never forget. There was a guy I went to college with who was known for just being kind of a wreck all the time but he was super smart and kind of funny but he was just a mess Uh and he was a philosophy major and he was going to study philosophy in grad school and we were all like okay go do it yay you know like kind of happy for him but also like i don't think he can do this and then he came back from his big interview at the university and he had just like mustard stains down his shirt and we were like oh i hope it went well um good thing this happened later like we just assumed and he was like oh I didn't even realize that was like he had worn this mustard stained shirt to his philosophy interview. (laughs) I mean, that could be good, you know, food for thought for some philosophical debates. Yeah, maybe it made him look really smart. Yeah. Because he's just like, I don't have time for this. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of esoteric things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like watchmaker. Yeah, stuff like that. I don't have time for mustard. Please. (laughs) 
uh and the only reason i went to i decided to declare philosophy as my major mm-hmm. is because uh steve martin was a philosophy <laughs> say i just got the bow the arrow through the head i just got that i didn't even <laughs> this was right after i had read born standing up oh so you hated friday late shows and you became a philosophy <laughs> major <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to um, I wanted to go back to school, but I had no like reason to go back to school mm-hmm. other than I was just like, I guess I should go back to school. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, I, nothing seems interesting to me. I guess I'll just do philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's interesting there, so that's perfect. And then and with the idea that I was probably going to change it and then right. I, but then I dropped out again instead. So if you let's just say you were going to go back to school, mm-hmm. how much how much would you have left? To earn a degree. Um, a degree. There it is. Probably something like, uh, I I probably got like two and a half years in. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I so like mm. what, like four <clears throat> semesters in or something like that? Four or five semesters? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, if you did well. But I also only went like pretty part-time pretty much the whole time I was in school. Oh, I see. So, so it could just be like two years. Yeah. But yeah, still, yeah. that's a lot to to have under your belt. Yeah. All that philosophy. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all that, the English, the English lit. <laughs> oh, so much lit. <laughs> yeah. And it's all just uh, bad. <laughs> I don't like English majors. I'm sorry, guys, if you're an English major, whoever's out there an English major. Well, I just... I get it because yeah. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. one of my favorite subjects, but I just, once they get to that level, they just become insufferable. Yeah. When you start just wearing sweaters all the time. Yeah. And having big burly beards. And just talking about like, mm, Chaucer. I have to or... break this apart and really <laughs> look at the, I don't even know the words to <laughs> You know, when they're just out there in their sweaters diagramming sentences and whatnot, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That so happens to me all the time. I hate that. <laughs> I feel like at the bottom of this Mike's Hard Lemonade, it's a t- good time to remind the listeners, readers, that we have merch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not just these empty Mike's Hard Lemonade. We started a Peruvian flute band, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check it out later. <clears throat> yeah, you can um, find on our Facebook page, there's the link. Mm-hmm. And how else can you find it? Just from the website? In, in the, the description of this show. Ah, oh, there'll be a link there. Yeah, the show notes, the show notes of this. The old show. show notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Check out the show notes uh, of this podcast. There'll be a link to uh, the merch. Our, we have a Red Bubble store for this show and for uh, a few other eavesdrop shows as well. Um, Anything else exciting going on in eavesdrop land? No. No. <laughs> no, not really. Just everybody <laughs> plugging along and having their merch, trucking along, yeah. and getting some merch going for some of the shows and any new shows. Um, not currently. No, but there's just your old favorites. Oh, you're just your old favorites. Just your classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just released an episode of the movie Constantine on We Do Keanu, and mm, that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. to go back and listen to because we're like two and a half months ahead of our release date. Oh, right. But <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We also recorded this two and a half months ago, just for anyone's wondering. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is a backlogged episode that Mm -hmm. we decided wasn't good enough to go out at the time. Right, and then we were like, just throw it in there. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, now we're in a jam (laughs) that we're putting it out there. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Um, 
Did you read anything? Um, I did. I read our book we're going to talk about right now because that's all I read. Did you read something else? If you did, you should talk about that first. I did. I did pick back up People's History of the United States. So still I, terrible. It's. I mean, just the history, still, not the book. Yes, yeah, still horrible. <sighs> uh, yeah. Where are you now in history? Um, like to the uh, like Trail of Tears era oh, of like God. the American uh, genocide of the the european genocide of the indigenous people so yeah I'm sorry my condolences <laughs> it's brutal oh my it's god brutal i should check tucker's still reading it i should check in and see where he is i don't know i'm i'm kind of to the point where i'm like all right i need to get uh, i feel like maybe i just should skip ahead for at least for a while to some <laughs> contemporary uh plights against humanity <laughs> <laughs> Just because I, you know, can at least have a more, a better handle on how things are then, I guess. I don't know. Because yeah. it's so, so, all of it's so horrible. <laughs> do you feel like you're learning things you didn't know? Or do you feel like it's just like rehashing stuff you already, you knew these terrible things? But is it like new? It's not so much that it's new, but just going, giving you like a pretty expanded viewpoint of some of the things that were more or less glossed over like in history class in school like you know basically like you know the idea of like well we had slavery and then abraham lincoln came by and <laughs> with a bald eagle perched on his shoulder and right. freed the slaves and now we're Go, all <laughs> he said <laughs> and then yeah i freed them all and now we're all buddies until the yeah. civil rights movement and then we got over that pretty quick and now we're all buddies again oh, and where okay. it just uh kind of gives you like it's more like reading in between the lines i guess yeah and expanding on like what it was more accurately like does it use sources from the time like yes okay that's what i was wondering if it was just like someone telling it like an oral history or if it was like no giving you examples it's of- it's like insanely well researched <clears throat> and there's tons of examples where it'll be from like journals from people who were alive at the time as kind of like examples of what was going on so it's a lot of like excerpts from yeah people's like journal journals and diaries of the time and then which i mean invasion of privacy right i mean please <laughs> i'm gonna start writing that in all my journals do yeah. not write this into a book in 100 years please <laughs> yes <laughs> God. uh but then it's also like pulls from other like academic research like essays and and studies and stuff like that too good that's good yeah so it's a lot of it seems pretty it's a lot of dense reading it is very dense reading (laughs) but (sighs) i feel like it's an important one to read yeah it seems worth it i'm surprised that everyone hasn't like this hasn't been like in college we're all reading this book or i think it is in a lot of colleges okay because howard zinn was uh like a professor at boston university uh for a long time um, before he died yeah and so i think it it is like part of the curriculum in some more like liberal colleges oh that's good. And especially like the more like liberal classes yeah um but yeah it should be like in high school yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> my i didn't have a a professor that taught me things that went away from that common narrative until yeah. college like I had a history teacher in college who would be like, you know, you think that the Boston Tea Party went down like this, but here's actually what happened. And he would like just tell you, and we're going to kind of do an alternate history because what you've learned isn't real. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was so shocked by it. And I was in college by that time. My my history, the American history teacher at my school 
uh, had a <laughs> had a giant American flag mural on the wall. Oh, on the the long wall. Oh, on the long wall. <laughs> it was like a wavy flag. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. He also. Uh, his name was Mr. Dixon. Uh, fuck that guy. He fucking sucks. And if he hears this, he can go fuck himself because he not sucks. Listening. He's, he doesn't read. No, he doesn't. But he showed videos all the time, barely taught anything. And he was such a fucking dickhead that uh, one of my friends had, who is like, you know, a little punk rocker with me, mm-hmm. had like, you know, like metal studs in their like denim vest jacket, yeah. you know, and he made him take it off and put it in his locker because he said it could be used as a weapon. I would like to see someone try to use that as a weapon. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and I was like, this guy is fucking oh, stupid. God. Was he also like a coach of something? No. Oh, he no, was he just wasn't. a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just a loser. <laughs> just a plain straight loser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he sucked. <laughs> I, had a, I had a history teacher once who saw me doodling in class and was like getting real nosy about it. Like I was drawing pictures on my notes and I saw him getting real nosy about it. And so I would like hide it and I was like, oh God. And then after class one day he was like, so I'm working on my graduate degree and I'm supposed to make these flashcards about state capitals. Could you draw this for me? I'll give you credit. <laughs> I was like, oh. Sweet. Okay, sure. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to class anyway, so that's perfect. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, when I was, I think, a sophomore in um, in high school was when the first uh, video iPods came out. Oh, yes. Um, and so I put all of the Star Wars movies on <laughs> on one, <laughs> and I just put all the subtitles on uh on there and then yeah. I would just put it in my lap and watch all the Star Wars movies <laughs> or I would like put it on the inside of my book ah, and just watch studying it. yeah never turning pages but studying <laughs> nevertheless yeah and then you were uh, reading yeah and yeah. I would put like my sweatshirt on my lap uh-huh. so if a teacher walked by I could just like tilt the book Boop. upward and drop it into my lap and like fold my sweatshirt over <laughs> Casually hiding an erection. Never mind yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Never Don't mind. look at my lap, you Please, freak. pervert. God. Oh. It was awesome. telling him. <laughs> did you hear that? Did you hear the gunk gunk gunk? I of did. My, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. my brand new Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> oh, it's torn. Well, shoot. Oh, bummer. No, I didn't read anything else this week because I was so determined to read this book and just be finished with it. And I can't believe I did it. I know. Good work. Yeah, I really did it. Um, I, I read a good chunk of it, but I did not finish it. We're talking about, okay, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about A Brief History of Vice by Robert Evans, which you were reading already. Yes. How Bad Behavior Built Civilization. Mm. Um, yeah, I was reading this already because uh, I'm a fan of the author. He's a journalist. And he was also uh, like a writer for Cracked for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and wrote a lot of like personal experience articles where he'd interview people that had like crazy experiences. And like one of them was like what it's really like to get like shot with a gun or like and interviewed somebody that just got shot like in the leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> and how like fucking shitty it was just to simp- like because movies paint it like if, well if you get shot, shot in the leg, leg no big deal you're fine yeah <laughs> and he so he interviewed a guy about what it was really like oh. and the guy was like yeah exploded my leg <laughs> yeah <know? laughs> uh and so he always wrote cool stuff and he has a really cool podcast called behind the bastards oh i need to write that down um and so i saw oh. that he had a book 
And I was like, oh, I'll definitely check. That sounds like an interesting topic. Yeah. Uh, talking about drugs and stuff and booze throughout history. Yeah. So I'll read it. Um, and then I didn't, re- but I didn't realize at the time that it also does seem pretty up your alley in regards to. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Like the whole time I was like, I can't believe Brett's enjoying this book. This is, sounds like a book I would read. <laughs> There's so many facts. Yeah. And so many studies referenced. I know. I thought. It's really well written. Yeah, it is really well written. For as casual as it seems, you know. I I love the fact the way that he writes in the book is so great because he'll he'll present like a fact or a study or something. And then he'll just make like a good, like really funny quip about it. Or, you know, it'll, if something like will be like, uh, uh, a hundred cats in somebody's house, you know, because what, what everybody wants in their life is to have a hundred cats in their goddamn house. Right. Or yeah, and it's just so, like conversational like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the other cool thing that he does in this book is that he does, he rec- tries to recreate the different methods of imbibing throughout yes. history, which I think is fucking awesome. Which I do want to go through which one of those would you do and would you not do. Okay. We'll have to do that. But my favorite thing about, because li- I listened to the book, mm-hmm. I ear read it. My favorite thing about it was the like three or four times that I either was going through a drive through or I was just sitting with my windows down and it was just like, you know, because fucking acid, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. something and people around me would be like, what? <laughs> this is a very well researched text <laughs> I'm reading about fucking acid. So it's, mind your own. <laughs> it, it's such a good uh, mixture of like historical facts and mm-hmm. humor that it makes it such a breezy yeah. read. It went poof. Yeah. Just right over the weekend. Yeah. And he's so smart that, mm-hmm. and it comes across in just the way he even jokes around about stuff. That... I couldn't get over how much research he actually did. Like he would like rattle off three or four or five different texts or different books that he read on this one tiny subject, just one little aspect of what he's talking about. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot. His podcast, Behind the Bastards, is very much like that, except oh. he's talking about just like like the shittiest people throughout history. Oh, that sounds great. And like horrible dictators, fascists. Mm-hmm. The He had one where he was talking about the guy who does all of the like police training throughout like in a bunch of different cities throughout the country and just how shitty he is. Oh, <laughs> just that guy? Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's just an awful, awful person. <laughs> well, we should say that this book covers, let's see, it covers alcohol. Mm-hmm. Pot, tobacco, su- tobacco, psychoactive drugs, mm-hmm. um, trash talking, mm-hmm. narcissism, music, music, uh, sex. sex. To some degree, there wasn't nearly as much sex as I expected. No, there wasn't a lot of sex. A lot more drugs. <laughs> I think that's about it. I think those are the big ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, and just seeing how. Um, key they are to different society like that's the same it's the same thing that like every society has in common or culture has in common Mm -hmm. besides god you know what i mean right yeah (laughs) or religion or whatever and they're closely tied from where he ends up it's all tied together which makes so much fucking sense i want to read to you just a little bit of a review of this book that i think is hilarious this is from this from the seattle book review by Ralph Peterson. Okay. And I've highlighted sections that I enjoyed here. He <laughs> says, this book does not answer any of the questions it intends in a scholarly manner. This book cannot be taken seriously. 
There are no references, footnotes, or authorities other than the author. This book is also written coarsely. Seemingly, the author feels that if foul language can be used, it most certainly should be used. Hell yeah. He makes sure to break up even the most serious thoughts with vulgarity. I do not suggest this book for any serious consideration. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Ralph Peterson. <laughs> Jeez. Why did you even read this book? You don't seem interested. You know what? It's funny is that like, I would say this book does kind of remind me of like a f- fun person to like hang out and smoke pot with mm-hmm. who's just like smart and funny. Who can... It's like that professor, that one professor that you could hang out with that, that smoked pot with you. Yeah. And like knew a lot of stuff. And yeah. And you'd be like, so did you ever, did you ever hear about blah, 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 blah? And you'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not in like a condescending or annoying no. way where it's just like, oh yeah, this guy's cool and smart. He's got... I felt really proud of myself when he mentioned two books I've actually read. Oh, like really? when he used two of the books as <laughs> it was in the medical port when he was talking about hysteria and a couple other things. But I was like, oh, I've read that. I've read that book. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's awesome we're robert we're soulmates <laughs> that's what i felt like yeah i uh i got i, I really enjoyed the parts of the book that i read because I, yeah. I knew i wasn't going to be able to finish it so i kind of skipped around yeah uh, to ones that just jumped out at me as like inherently more interesting because i'm just i'm gonna be more interested in uh ancient acid you know what right I mean? <laughs> right yeah you said you skipped the music the music chapter yes but did you read any of it uh i think i i started to read it a little bit and then i was like i want to get to the tri- the uh greek tripping. Tripping. <laughs> it wasn't as involved as i expected for music but what it ends up being is him basically and this is why i was like oh no you didn't read it because now we can't go on our field trip he went to the replica of stonehenge that's in washington oh yeah i did i did read that part and did this whole experiment with it and i was yeah. like oh we're going we're <laughs> that- totally going there and that that uh, recreation is like the original, like fully put together Stonehenge, isn't yes. it? Yes. Because yeah. not like it is today, but like, th- right. like, of like how the original, it, like what it would have been. Yeah. I looked at the diagram of that. I was like, this looks fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like a bunch of drummers? And I was just like, this sounds amazing. Yeah. I was disappointed that it's made out of concrete, though. I was a little, con- uh, yeah. I was a little concrete I about that. concrete. <laughs> I'm still a little concrete on that subject as well. I thought if you're going to be a millionaire and like go to all this expense to recreate this thing, wouldn't you just get the right rock or whatever? Yeah. I think. I wonder if that rock is like such a rarity. Oh, maybe you have to have it flown over in huge chunks. I guess that probably doesn't. It only exists at the actual Stonehenge now. (laughs) Sorry, we're out of that rock. Yeah. (laughs) We don't have that anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I liked um this is just the one note that I wrote down that I because I had I texted this to like two or three different people like this book I'm reading just told me like that thing <laughs> was that um basically gossip like our our gossip that we do today is the equivalent of apes grooming each other Oh, okay. And that that's and that's why gossip is so intrinsic to our community that we have to have gossip or we don't create those bonds that it's the same as like sitting and grooming another ape except that we have language so we do it with words okay and we're basically telling the other person here's what i heard so and so did here's what i would do what would you do well mm-hmm. i would do this and it's the same exact thing of like picking things off of each other and being <laughs> like here's i'll get rid of this you get rid of that yeah, this is what we would do and i was like oh my god gossip's important <laughs> i'm so happy 
<laughs> that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. That's the funnest stuff about books like this is, and ju- just when you can see like a fun through line from mm-hmm. like our like evolutionary ancestry, because he talks about, you know, like pre-human primates yeah. getting drunk. Yeah, and it made perfect sense. Totally. Because of course they're eating those ripe fruits that have been maybe over-ripened, and of course they're getting all that sugar from it fermenting, yeah. and of course that's what they're seeking out. Yeah, Duh. and they're getting white, like it's making yeah. them feel goofy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Like think about it. you're you're an animal in that kind of circumstance. You have a lot to look out for. Oh, yeah. Like you can't just be getting drunk and rolling around, <laughs> but yet they were. <laughs> Well, they probably had like, maybe they had like a designated driver type thing (laughs) where they were like, look out. All right, Chucky. All right. (laughs) You you stand the trees. (laughs) If you see a saber tooth tiger, you give me one of these. Woo. Okay. (laughs) How? Four times. Four times. (laughs) Short times. And then they're all drunk and they're like, how many times is it going to howl? I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember what he said. I'll two times for yes and five times for no. He's <laughs> been howling forever. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Okay, so which experiments would you do? Um, I would definitely try the mushrooms one. Remind me what he did. I don't remember. Um, well, it, it's essentially like um, oh, the like fairy toadstool one. Tea, yeah, the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Uh, no, not the tea, uh, not the acid one, not the Greek philosopher one. It was oh. uh, the Hindu one. It was from the uh, Aminita muscaria, which is just a mushroom that you can find anywhere in the USA. It's 100% oh. legal, but if you synthesize it in a certain way, um, you know, with the other stuff, then supposedly it's hallucinogenic. So... I would fuck around with that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Anything that's going to be like a mushroom that that I know isn't going to kill me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would probably try that out. Which one? Which one? Would I do? Tickled your fancy the most. Oh, the bong lassi, which sounds so lame because it's just a pot milkshake. That's all it is. Oh. <laughs> but, but, I, but I was like, that's something that is, you can get in a restaurant. I know it's safe. Uh-huh. I know I could make it. Yeah. I might kill myself. But when he was talking about how terrible it was. Yeah. And how, how high he actually got. Then I was like, ooh, I don't know. But if I went to like a place where they were making them and I was in India and I was doing the thing, I would definitely try it. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. So that's not a real exciting one. But there was the, one I would do. the other one. I mean. pot milkshake. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I, I, any of the ones except for the one where you have to drink your own piss. Yeah. I would probably do any of them. Really? Oh, I don't know. I'm mo- I mean, most of them. Like, I would try the acid one, where because he tried to do do the acid one, but he wouldn't do the thing that made it illegal. That made it acid, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would. I, I would know. do. I would give that a shot. Oh, legal or illegal? Give I don't give a shot. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have this thing where once I know how something is done mm-hmm. or made you know that's the whole you don't want to see the sausage get made thing mm-hmm. like i tried to make cheese once and i love cheese and i made cheese and i followed the instructions and it came out perfectly and i could not eat it because i was like that was milk oh it's making me ugh. that was milk <laughs> that i put stuff in and then it curdled and then i just packed it together and then let it sit for a while oh. <laughs> So I feel like that would get in the way of a lot of my 
a lot of these experiments. Yeah. Because I would know what was going on. Like the spit wine. Oh, the spit wine. Or I the couldn't spit do. beer. Yeah, I couldn't do that one either. Yeah, I couldn't no do that No bodily one. fluids for me. No, but I would be glad to volunteer to do it. Yeah, Like I sure. would totally chew all the stuff up for somebody if they need a girl oh, spit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, no doubt. But <laughs> Honey pee. <laughs> honey pee, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna drink all that spit. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to drink the spit and I'm not going to drink piss. Uh, no. Or poo poo pee pee is no. not for Mimi. <laughs> None of that. None of that. Especially when he describes it like the, the, the little slivery strands of tobacco just going down his throat with urine. Yeah. Ha, yeah ha. No, thank you. No, thank nope. you. Mm-mm. But he said it did help with his constipation. Yeah, so. that that did make me happy that, that he wasn't trying to get high with that one. That yeah. that one was just completely for constipation. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that he had a method to constipate himself. <laughs> Uh, funny enough, eating cheese. <laughs> He's like, here, I'll just, I'll fix it. Yeah, I, I, th- I would try like the, all the booze ones except for the spit one. Yeah, you know, I would, I, I, mean, I would try it. Yeah, and it seems like it'd be fun just to like try and make it yourself and get, you know, just get fucked up a little bit. I'd have to have like you'd have to make it and be like, here, try this, and then I'd be like, okay. Oh but yeah. If I made it, I'd be like, I don't want, I don't want to drink that. That's just rotten fruit. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I. I have a friend whose husband uh, made like a bunch of mead oh, and gave us like a couple jars of mead. I've heard it's not great. Oh, I thought it was rad. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved it. See, in theory, it sounds like it would be delicious, but everyone I've talked to who has drank it said it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't taste like you're just having like... <laughs> You're not having a glass Peanut of honey. Peanut butter honey. Oh, <laughs> you well, know? that's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But it, it's definitely got like a good, a good, interesting, unique taste to it different from from beer or wine or yeah yeah for sure it's what's a, the texture like <laughs> i mean is it like thick like a beer like a you know how beers kind of oh yeah i guess i uh, um it's more i would say it's more like wine oh yeah it's okay. more closer uh, if i remember right it's closer to like a white wine oh interesting that's not how i imagined it at all i was picturing it like guinness or something yeah i don't think huh. so Unless I am, I was pretty high when I drank it. So. <laughs> Have you ever had moonshine? Like just straight up for real moonshine? No, no. Oh, it's awful. It, like, <sighs> have you had a lot of it? I've had multiple drinks of it on different occasions. I don't even know and if I really know what it is. It's, I mean, it basically tastes like Everclear. Okay. I guess it's, it's, that's what it is, basically. It's just really strong alcohol, but it tastes like the most bitter vodka, but not even... Oh, it's just awful, but it is some strong shit. <laughs> I I remember um, this one dude who I used to work with when I used to sign people up for timeshare appointments. Uh-huh. When... <laughs> just for fun when you used to do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was talking to me about Everclear and he's like, I like Everclear because you can mix it with anything and you can't really taste it. Uh, and I had never tried it at that point. And then I tried it a little while later and mm-hmm. I was like, that guy's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't taste this. You have no sense of taste or a big problem on your hands. Yeah. Cause oh I, my God. I took a, one shot of it and Ugh. I was like, oh, this is bad. Are I, you supposed to take shots of it? I thought you were supposed to like. I, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Ugh. And I was house sitting for my sister and she was like, she was like, try not to drink all the Everclear. And, ha, I, ha, ha. and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's funny. I'm, I've never tried it. I'm going to try it. And she was like, oh, okay. That, okay. Go for it. And so I took a shot of it and I was like, I am stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not driving anywhere. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with everything now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty now gross. were you a, were you an adventurous drinker? 
drug user in your day? Are we allowed to talk about this stuff? Is there any? Is anyone? Listening? I'm okay. I'm okay with talking about it. I don't. Yeah, care. I, don't, I don't really care either. Um, I, 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 I think I'm more adventurous in theory than I have been in actuality because I'm definitely mm-hmm. open to more stuff, uh, even now. But I'm just uh, a lot of it just hasn't been presented to me, frankly. Yeah. I guess people don't think I'd be fun to do acid with. <laughs> <laughs> no one's wandering off the street and being like, here, have this. Yeah. No, <laughs> guess not. That's, see, I don't think, I think my time is over. Like, I don't think I can do mm. any, any acid or, although everyone keeps telling me acid's different now than even when I was doing it, mm-hmm. that it's made differently and it doesn't give you that same, like, where you feel like you're going to die the next day. Right. Strychnine is it strychnine or arsenic? I have no idea. Yeah, arsenic. Yeah, arsenic. Something's in it that makes you feel like the next day your just body has yeah. failed you, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "No, it's not like that anymore." Oh, that's cool. So I don't know. I I've I've done mushrooms, mm-hmm. and of course the weed, mm-hmm. and then I'm a a drinker. Check. <laughs> I don't drink very much, but I'm drinking now, so I'll count it. Yeah, I mean, I I drink beer like fairly frequently on regular, yeah, yeah on a regular basis you know like a few times a week uh i definitely smoke the pot yeah and i i much prefer that yeah to drinking i do too but um and then you know dabbled with like some uh like pills and stuff like that here mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. uh just when somebody's like i have this <laughs> right <laughs> i'm like i'll take it <laughs> you're not out there like scoping it, scoping it out mm-hmm. yeah and uh tobacco mm-hmm. for sure like tobacco um have you done the cocaine i have done cocaine i find that cocaine is my wonder drug see and so i have to not do it do it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i haven't found that recently but back in the day i found yeah. that i was like this is my most perfect me <laughs> <laughs> everything about me is just right now were you do did you do it pretty regularly or was it the time No, of thing I had a you... couple phases. Okay, I had like gotcha. I had like three phases where for like a month or two I was real into it. Uh, and then I'd gotcha. run out of money. And then I'd be like, <laughs> Well, don't do that anymore. And then I'd try it again. Yeah, I think that I think what people don't what people forget about cocaine is that the it it's mostly prevalent. <clears throat> it's mostly becomes a problem with people who just have a, like a disposable income yeah but for people who don't have disposable income it is not usually a problem because they can no. only afford to do it once every year yeah that's <laughs> all and you can't get enough to cause any major problems because you can't afford it yeah exactly yeah uh, i would say the the first stretch there the first stretch there i was also bartending and so it was easy to come by. Oh, yeah. And people were like tipping with it and stuff oh, really? like that. Yeah, because it was just that's where it was happening a lot in this one bar. Oh, gotcha. And so that that became kind of a regular. I had an understanding with I worked at the university where I went. Oh. And I had an understanding with my department chair who I worked for who was on some other drugs. Oh. That I would just leave him in his office to sleep it off. And I could go in the bathroom in his bathroom and do bumps if I needed to, just to keep going through the day. But I was not to let anyone in in his office. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. We both eventually got fired, so it's fine. Well, but <laughs> you know, not for that. So it's okay. Um, I've only d- I've only done it one time, and I I was like, I don't really see what the big deal is about this. And not, really, yeah, like I definitely oh. felt it, but I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm not. 
I'm not that interested in this. See, I think I liked it because of ADD. I think that it made me like everyone else would just be like, and I would be like, no, let's have a conversation about this. Let's sit down and talk. Because I think it like straightened everything out in my brain Hmm. where I hadn't had that yet. That makes sense. And so I would just sit and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah. I mean, I've yet to have a drug that I like as much as weed for Mm -hmm. sure. To me, that's the one that like speaks to me on a deep spiritual level. (laughs) Now, I do enjoy mushrooms, but it's not something it's not something that like I'm not going to do it all the time or do it even like once a week or once a month or once a you know what I mean it's not yeah, a regular yeah, yeah. a regular thing like that well because it's it, it's kind of a it takes up a lot of time is the th- yeah. thing with mushrooms and it's not like you can like make it's not like you can like function on mushrooms you know what I mean well I had this period here not that was a couple of years ago I had this period where I was like going to try microdosing oh sure and so, because I, I thought that would help with my depression, and I'd read all this stuff, and I was oh. like, okay, microdosing, which just turned into me eating mushrooms every Friday night for like six weeks. Oh. Is all that <laughs> all that, that turned into? <laughs> but I would only have a little bit. Like it wasn't like like what you would do. Would you be like the whole bag for me? Like because I never was oh, yeah. one of those people that's like yeah. I can do more than anyone else, which is the thing Same. in drugs, you know. Mm-hmm. Same. And um, so I would just have a little bit and then just have the best three or four hours, just not even really yeah. tripping, but just like having a great time. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice. It's a nice time. I took <laughs> mushrooms on uh, at my bachelor party was, I think, the last time I took mushrooms was at my bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And we went to Lagoon. Ah. Lagoon. And so I was like. For, I told my best man that I was like, I want to do mushrooms and I want to go on fucking roller coasters. Oh my god! <laughs> like let's get okay, let's get with it. <laughs> How was it? It was sweet. It was not. Was it scary at all? No, it wasn't because Were you just open to it. I was just because I was so psyched for it. Yeah, like I was so excited that it just made it fun. Yeah, and I had like a crew of people with me that. Uh, uh, there was only a couple other people that took mushrooms. Uh, so there, and there was like eight people with us. Uh, and so it was pretty, like it felt comfortable mm-hmm. and felt like secure and safe because I was yeah. like, well, I know my friends that are here that are not doing mushrooms, like have all of our Yeah, backs. they're watching out. Yeah, they're yeah. watching out for us and going to make sure that we're not like, <laughs> like laying in like a, a planter or something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Or, you know, just like finding us in like garbage cans or something. <laughs> oh, oh, our whole little group that would trip on acid all the time in college, our favorite place to go and hang out was in the bushes in front of the Wendy's by my house. <laughs> that was our favorite place. We'd be like, let's go. And we'd all go down and we'd sit in the bushes in front of Wendy's and just have the best time. <coughs> so much fun. Yeah, that's that That does sound awesome. <laughs> I, uh, the, 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 uh, the, well, it's funny that like, Fun. That's the the great thing about drugs like mushrooms and and kind of drugs in general is just that they open up the they they kind of put like a stopper at the like mundane mundanity of life. Yeah, you know everything is is new and and an experience to be had. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which is cool because I mean not to get too like heady and mushroomy, but like (laughs) it like everything is pretty fucking cool. Like, yeah, dirt we're is just cool. all jaded and weird about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's nice to just be able to like take mushrooms and then that kind of like kick it up to the point where you can be like, whoa, leaves on a tree are fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Um, See, now I just want to do mushrooms. Do, do mushrooms, yeah. I, I actually have been in, I found out that you can buy uh, psychosyllabin uh, truffles online. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, wh- how? Well, it's not illegal in a lot of places. Um, oh. I, th- I think it is, a, I mean, it's illegal here, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like, there's like some weird gray area where they can ship it to you, mm-hmm. it, but you have to like pay through PayPal or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some secret device. Sure. Yeah. It's because it's the, they're not technically mushrooms. They're truffles. So oh, they take. So it's okay. Some. Yeah. It's like, you know, like when uh, Spice came out, you remember? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember. Which so do I because I tried it a couple of times. Yeah, I did too. It was awful. <laughs> it was horrible. Awful. The worst headache ever. Do you know how they make Spice? No. I, so there's this documentary docuseries on Netflix called The Business of Drugs. Mm-hmm. And one episode is about synthetic drugs. Oh. Which is a lot about like MDMA and stuff like that and like different chemical compounds that are like. Which are the ones that scare me. Well, they're, yeah. Yeah. So there's like a huge community of testers, basically, that like people will come up with drugs that are just like one nth of a degree different from the one that's illegal. So they can like put it out there for however long and then like it'll. And then it gets taken away. And then it gets taken away. And then they'll just change the formula a little bit again. Uh, And there's people that are just like looking forward to like testing out the next latest and greatest drug. Okay. And in that episode, they also went over Spice. And they showed how people make spice, and it is fucking awful. What do they do? So, it's a chemical compound okay. that's synthesized in a lab, and it's like mimicking like THC. So, mm-hmm. what they do is the people who like sell it, uh, they just buy bulk amounts of like spices, like oregano and stuff like that. And all sorts of different ones. And then they just take this liquid chemical compound and they just spray all of the, like the spices with this spray and then they dry it out again and then Uh they sell it. (laughs) That's it? Yeah. Should we, so we are, so why would you smoke it? Why wouldn't they just like put that on a tab or a pill or something? Um, I guess. Or yeah. can it only be smoked? Is that how it works? I don't know. You weren't um, paying attention to this documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jinx. You were too high. <laughs> Damn it. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> and then something happened and then something about spice. I don't remember the rest. Um, I I do like this book in the way that I do like A People's History of the United States because mm-hmm. we as adults know that like drugs are not bad on their own it's right. like how they're utilized and what they're used for that makes them right. like shitty at times but like i'm all for like experimentation of like yeah i mean why not try cocaine like is one mm-hmm. snor- snorting cocaine one time gonna kill you most likely not probably not probably yeah. not and you're also probably not gonna get addicted to it yeah you know what i mean like there's a chance you could but you're probably not you're gonna probably happen. not that rich so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and like obviously weed and like is yeah. not that bad that's I mean, safe. it's not it's good <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah i mean uh mushrooms and acid and stuff like that like they all i mean even like opioids have their place right you know like they're kind of needed to make it so we can like sever people function am- yeah, yeah amputate people's legs you know yeah. <laughs> uh but i like which is th- all an argument for legalization all oh of yeah it, for because- sure 
if it was just regulated the same way everything else is, we wouldn't have to worry about people killing themselves, dying. Yeah, exactly. And I like that this book kind of uh, shows how much just drugs in general have just played a part in human culture and pre-human culture Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, I mean, this is just something we've always done where we've always just been trying to figure out how to get a little fucked up sometimes. Yeah, and <laughs> trying to keep people from getting fucked up is pretty new. Yeah. Like, that's it, fairly new yeah. in this grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, the, there's the part in the book where he's talking about, like, Alexander the Great's dad, who was just, like, a full-on drunkard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. And just like getting shit faced all the time. I like the like the Arab guys that were like, no coffee. Like <laughs> yeah. the guys that were like, no, we will we will outlaw coffee. Now everything else, hash, whatnot, fine, but coffee, not in this country. Yeah, no way. It's and also arbitrary it too, right? From there, that's where it all happened. And especially like in the United States, the fact that like weed is still like a schedule one drug mm-hmm. or what is that how it is schedule one is the worst schedule one and then three I think two so. and three. okay i think that's right i'm not yeah. sure yeah like weed is worse than like cocaine according to the <sighs> fda or DEA. why because it's so safe and enjoyable that you might eat too much or something mm-hmm. <sighs> i don't know it's so stupid well you might it's really it's a real danger <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um what's your so coke if if there was like one drug you could do forever and not have any and harm and not, just no consequences it'd be coke you think i don't know because i don't think i could do coke all the time oh, like okay. i think i'd be a maniac and i think people would hate me yeah. so it's probably still pot yeah pot pot i think is is kind of um to me it's just like the best that's just, it's just like where i want to want to live relaxing <laughs> yeah. and i'm suddenly not worried that my kids are going to die every three seconds mm-hmm. like it just totally. makes parenting so much easier it really does like i stop worrying about what i might be doing to fuck my kids up mm-hmm. and start thinking about how great they are I, I, <laughs> just things oh, like yeah. that simple I, I saw i saw a thing that uh, like a headline or like a, re, a retweet or something like that that was re, was like a real check your privilege thing for me because i've mm-hmm. talked a lot about like how i think smoking weed improves my parenting skills and somebody posted like an article like headline about like weed moms who like advocate for smoking weed mm-hmm. and uh somebody like screenshotted somebody responding to the article being like uh you should tell that to all the black dads that are in prison and yeah, i was like oh that's that fair fucking sucks that's totally <laughs> fair yeah we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking about this yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, that's true so i mean which is checking horrible. it yeah 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 but i i do think it has so many it's impossible to deny the benefits of it in relation to like parenting because mm-hmm. it does really uh, like just slow you down when you're like an anxious person. Yeah. It slows you down enough to where you can like at least be kind of like in the moment in with the your moment. kids a Have little bit more. Patience. Mm-hmm. Enjoy what you're doing and not fixate on the next thing you're supposed to be doing. Laugh more. Yeah. <laughs> just hysterical. Although then there's sometimes oh this is probably a terrible thing to, I'm going to, I'm going to admit it right now. Then things happen like this. Mm-hmm. Like I give my daughter a cookie. Mm-hmm. I forget I gave her a cookie. Sure. <laughs> She's playing with Play-Doh. Uh-huh. I see her put the cookie in her mouth out of the side of my eye, forgetting I gave her one and say, don't put that in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> and then she's sitting there with a cookie like, what? 
And I'm like, oh, oh, never mind. Proceed. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought it was, forget it. It's fine. Yeah, that's, Things pretty, like that that's pretty harmless. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, but I wonder like, what are my kids thinking? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, it'll just be that funny thing. You just gave this to me, you lunatic. You lunatic. <laughs> Why would you tell me not to? What? Put it in my, okay. Uh, they must think I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the one thing for me is that it, to be clear, I don't smoke pot around my kids. I feel like I should say that. Yeah, like I am definitely have smoked pot and then been around my kids. Right. Yeah. But I'm not like burning one right in front of my children or anything. Yeah, I'm not like important. shotgunning it in their no. face. I'm not like hold this bong while I light it. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean we just blow. We have like a, a vape pen. Yeah. That we just like blow out of our bathroom window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of enjoy that part of it too. It's like it that it makes. Me and Tucker have time together. Yeah. Like that we, even when you're hiding in the bathroom and doing Mm -hmm. it or like taking turns, swapping out, kind of gives you like a little bond where you're like, we always call it taking an edge off. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to go take an edge off. Yeah. 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 It it is funny because it is one of like you're doing something that like you don't, you're not like supposed to be doing or whatever. And it's kind of like you're like, hidden secret type thing oh, some of know? our best times ever were right after we got married we were living with my parents mm-hmm. and it was a fairly big house and we had two rooms like we had a little living room and a little bedroom and so we oh. had our space you mm-hmm. know and we were full-grown adults mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. but we still just could not get it together enough to be like listen mom dad we smoke pot and we're gonna mm-hmm. so there it is we're going to be out here on the deck like we couldn't we just couldn't do it for some Mm -hmm. reason even though i still to this day don't think my parents would have given a shit right but we just couldn't do it so we had a designated closet that we had towels in and we would go get in this tiny closet together (laughs) and like pile the towels and just smoke out like you couldn't smell that in the entire house we're just smoking out in this closet all the time (laughs) (laughs) and we thought we were so smart yeah and we just come out all goofy and order pizzas and just be like you guys want to watch like a bad movie or you something? Guys want to watch, <laughs> what do you want to, want to watch the Mystery Science Theater? <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah, I think I I credit actually weed with like making my relationship with my wife way stronger mm-hmm. because we we had broken up for we had gotten together for when we were teenagers and then broke up for a while and then got back together. Mm-hmm. And we were having, when we got back together, we were having a really hard time, like, communicating with each other. But we had kind of also both been like, okay, well, we're back together. So we're, we want to, we, we know we want to yeah. be together. So let's, like, figure this out. Uh, and she had, was never really a weed person. And I wasn't a weed person when we were dating originally. But then when we started dating again, <laughs> I had you become. Had transformed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she was kind of, like, not into it at first. And then uh, we went to like a party or something and she decided that she was going to do it too. Mm -hmm. She had like done it before, but it just, she had like bad things associated with it, uh, from like past experiences and stuff. Uh, so I, I wasn't like trying to pressure her into it, but she was finally like, yeah, I guess I'll do it. And I'll, and I was like, listen, when you do it with me, it's going to be fun. Just know that like, know that when you're high with me, we're going to, it's going to be really fun and really silly. Yeah. And it's not going to be like annoying and weird. 
And so then she did it and it was really fun and really silly. And then she was like, I do like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what happened with Tucker. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, He was totally against it because the only people he'd ever known that did it were just like those kinds of stoners, you know? Mm -hmm. And he dated a couple of girls that were, that were just like, that's all they cared about. That's Ashley's experience. That's why she hated it too. And so he just hated it. And like every time they would go to a concert, everybody just wanted to get high and they didn't want to like participate in the concert. Like he just didn't enjoy that environment. Yeah. And, and we were older when we met. I mean, mm-hmm. we weren't like kids or anything, you know, and, and I was like, just give it a try. We'll have, f- it's funny. Like we're going to, it's going to be funny. It's not going to be like that. It was yeah. like exactly the same thing. And then, and after that one, like that one time he was like, oh yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And my, my like first real weed experience, like I had smoked like a few times, like throughout like high school and like as a teenager, mm-hmm. but it was when but Ashley didn't like it, so I wouldn't really smoke yeah. ever. And then when we broke up, I was like, well, I'm going to start smoking weed now. I know that for starters. <laughs> so I had my roommate uh, get, uh, he was into weed, and I was like, you got to get me some, man, because I'm ready to like I'm doing di- it now. I'm ready to I'm dive in. in. And we didn't have any way to smoke or anything, so we made a, a gravity bong, uh-huh. uh, and I did that, and he wasn't like looking out for me at all because he wasn't like this is a like an intense way to smoke weed no he didn't tell you anything about it no so i i just did like one big rip and i was like okay that was pretty cool uh, you want to should we fire up another one <laughs> and then i did another <laughs> one and then <laughs> literally laughed on the couch for 45 minutes straight <laughs> not even and he was he was not as high as I was and was not laughing as much, but I was laughing so hard that I wanted <laughs> I was about to throw up. And then I took like a three hour nap. Oh yeah, in the middle of the day. And that's the best way. And I was like, weed is awesome. <laughs> See, I never did it in high school. I just never. It was never around. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it was because I knew some people that did it in high school, but it right. just wasn't offered to me for some reason. Hmm. I, I, there was still a stigma to it. Yeah. for me at least a little bit. And it know? just wasn't a thing that I did. But then once I. Once I tried it, then that, and it was the summer after my senior year of high school. Uh, and that was the summer that, you know, again, I was younger than everyone else. And mm-hmm. so I was still living with my parents. Mm-hmm. And my parents had a policy of when you're in school, your job is to be a student. Mm-hmm. Your job is to do that and not to have a job. Mm-hmm. This is your job. So I didn't have my own money even that summer after high school. Like I was going to college. That was my job. I didn't have to have a summer right. job, which is, you know, I, I, I recognize my privilege, but I also didn't have any money. Sure. So it would turn into like every day it would be (laughs) like me saying, "Uh, Karen and I are going to go to the movies. Um, You think I could have, say, $20, $25, (laughs) like whatever would buy the amount of pot that we needed for that day. Uh And the next day I would come right back and be like, no, probably 20 will do it. I say 20. (laughs) 20 will probably cover it. We're just going to go hiking. Yeah. (laughs) probably need gas yeah I'd say 20 <laughs> so i spent a whole summer just like nickel and diming my parents for pot for weed yeah nice <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely some of the like funnest times and like real bonding moments that i've had with like close friends uh-huh. have been over weed Oh my God. Like, yeah. E- even more so than like drinking. Cause like <clears throat> with drinking, there's always the risk that like you're going to overdo it. And then like it just becomes, it goes from being fun to unfun really Real quick. quick. Yeah. And like 
you, yeah, your friend and you might just like start beating the shit out of each other or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or puking. And it's just never going to, it's, it's a quick turn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but with weed, like, you know, like smoking weed with like a good, like somebody that you're like kind of like a new friendship with or mm-hmm. something. And then like you're sitting there like watching a movie or yeah. something and then you're just like wheat high talking about yeah. the movie is like the best yeah it's great yeah <laughs> it's like oh is this hanging out <laughs> <Is> this although <laughs> when i think about it though i guess more of the psychedelics have been when i've had more bonding experiences like more like real like when i think about those people in those times i know sure. that i could like go to them right now and be like remember that time and they'd be like yes, yes. i remember that time <laughs> for sure <laughs> I, I guess I haven't really done psychedelics enough to have had that. And it's always been with like different people. Right. You didn't uh, have like a crew that was that stuck together. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have like a mushroom crew. Yeah. So, uh, but definitely like weed. I've had like my weed buddies. Your buddies. Yeah. yeah. Who is like, we're going to hang out and smoke weed. <laughs> oh, I remember this guy who sold weed who knew I couldn't roll a joint. And so he would roll all of my pot into uh, joints for me when he sold it to me isn't that the sweetest thing you ever heard yeah, isn't that sweet that that's the nice. friendship that's the friendships <laughs> that we'd built i wish we lived in a place where you could get like a pack of cigarettes of joints well i mean you can just go get them across the, the state line across the way <laughs> yeah but do they have like yeah packs of cigarettes that yeah, are just you can buy packs of joints really yeah like 10 they're coming like 10 i think well, I mean, that's cool, but like, <laughs> I mean, that's cool that you can buy them, but like, I couldn't just be like necessarily walking around smoking that right. here. Right. Because it's so criminalized right. here. That's always my thing with like, if I lived in a state where it was legal, would I just smoke in front of my kids? Like, would I just let them know that this is something I'm doing? We did. I don't know if I would. When we lived in Denver, we did. You did? Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Unless I'm in that situation, I don't know what I'd do. Because we would buy, like, weed chocolates a lot, mm-hmm. and then we'd bring them home, and then Finn would be like, what are those? And I'd be like, they're weed chocolates. He'd be like, what are those? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, they're, like, chocolates for adults that make you goofy. Yeah, that's what I've always, whenever our kids have seen anything or found anything, we always just say it's it's a kind of medicine that's for grownups. Yeah. That's yeah. just what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of medicine for grownups. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're definitely not lying. Although Francie did find like, you know, everybody's got their stash box with Mm -hmm. their old crap in it. Francie found that one time and gave it to me and said, here's daddy's old toys. (laughs) (laughs) His old dirty toys. (laughs) I was like, yep. Thank you. Nice. I'll put those back where those belong. Yeah. I I just, and honestly, like they're like drinking too has that to an extent but like it's not as fun for me as weed but like there's also been like really fun nights that i've had with friends Mm -hmm. that are like unforgettable where we've just been like fucking drunk just drinking yeah Yeah. you know and i don't have as many of those because i tend to get to be a sad drunk after a while (laughs) i tend to get really reflective and then being all like either overly sentimental about what's happening or just like you guys don't even care about how important this is (laughs) <laughs> I tend to I tend to lean that way. <laughs> uh, 
I I tend to get that way once I'm by myself again. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't have that filter. That's why. It just happens. But that's why I don't like drinking very much is because I'll drink and be a lot of fun and then I'll mm-hmm. go home and I'll be by myself and I'll be like, yeah. I'm sad now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like once you leave wherever you were and you were having a great time uh-huh. and then you're like, oh, it's over. Or and be- now I'm just sad. Yeah. And like, why did I say that to this person? And why did I do this? And why did I do that? And I don't. Yeah. So don't like that no 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 I don't but that used to happen to me a lot actually at comedy shows where i would be on a comedy like do a comedy show and then i would get drunk afterwards and then i would go home and i would be like oh wow i feel like a real douche for a lot of the things i said and did all night <laughs> See, that's not good yeah and i think that doesn't come with with stuff that's not alcohol like you don't get that same yeah, not definitely not in the same way. Yeah. Like alcohol definitely exacerbates it a lot. What's the biggest predicament you've ever gotten yourself into on drugs? I don't. I've never. I mean, I did. I did, I did get a DUI. <laughs> well, I mean, I meant more like a fun predicament, but okay. <laughs> oh well, fun fun predicament is I went to Crouch, Idaho on Fourth of July yeah. with a group of friends, and we took uh, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Crouch Fourth of July for people that don't know, yeah, you have Crouch, to Idaho that. is like a podunk town that's like an hour and a half north of Boise. And every year up until like five years ago, they would like have a Fourth of July celebration, and the town went fucking off. And we're talking like. A dirt street town mm-hmm. with just like hundreds of people setting off yeah. fireworks and firecrackers just within a close proximity, yeah. just in the middle of town. Right. The yeah. population is like a hundred. Yeah. And people would come from all over the Pacific Northwest. You should Google it seriously yeah. because some of the videos are insane. It's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> and it was my first and only time going there. And I took mushrooms with my wife uh-huh. and a couple of our friends. And it was it was fucking silly. <laughs> was it crazy? I mean, were you like, what is happening? Or did you just go with it? I don't think I said, I think I said like four things the whole, <laughs> the whole time. Because we also started off in not a great spot because we met one of our friends, friends, group of friends at uh-huh. like this house that they were renting because they go to Crouch every year. Oh, and I didn't know any of them. And I would... Had already smoked weed, and so I was already. And then I like went into this like giant house with like ten people that I don't know, and I was just like, I don't feel comfortable here. (laughs) I'd rather be out in the streets with with the crazy fireworks right now. And then after we took mushrooms, I think I said like four or five things the rest of the night. Oh my god! Just didn't. I was just like, I can't talk. There's too much stimulus. There's too much going on. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. But it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm trying to think what would be the the most. Okay, this one's not so much that we got into a predicament as I thought it was very bad. Mm. Um, this was on acid. Okay. And two of our friends decided to take a walk. There were like five of us. Sure. So two of them decided to take a walk. And the three of us stayed back in my apartment. And after a while, they didn't come back, and they didn't come back. One was tripping, one wasn't. Oh. They didn't come back, didn't come back, didn't come back. Scary. And I started panicking, sure. and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? You know, we, we should go look for them. We definitely need to go look oh, for yeah. them. So we went outside to look for them, and then, of course, got distracted by, like, the bushes and whatever <laughs> sure. else. And, you know, 
things. And then while I was laying on the ground, <laughs> I noticed <laughs> that under my car was one of the shoes of the guy who was tripping. That is scary. And I and I was like, oh, and I remember I was laying on my side on the sidewalk and I could see it under my car and I just like pulled myself on the sidewalk to my car. <laughs> oh my God. Like and I was like, oh my God, this is Michael's shoe. And then I showed it to everybody else and they were like, oh my God, that is Michael's shoe. I was like, why would he just leave his shoe? And then we spent like an hour coming up with reasons of why he would have left his shoe, which then just turned into us telling all of our favorite things about Michael and remember oh, the God. time when Michael and we were like taking passing his shoe around and like hugging his shoe and like holding it to our faces and being like someday he'll come back oh my god and remember that time when Michael was our friend and he was here and now he's not and we I mean this went on for like what seemed like hours <laughs> yeah of course. but probably was about 20 minutes right yeah <laughs> until Michael and the other guy come back through the door and it's a joyous reunion <laughs> and we're all so excited that he's alive and we tell him what happened. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I left my shoe under that car because I stepped in dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all like, oh, but now we have dog shit all over us. Um, I have to we go didn't care. The, the mushroom story that I was. Reminded you of a mushroom? Yeah. Yeah, reminded me of a mushroom was I, when I took, I mentioned the story a little bit when we were doing the episode where we made surf rock playlists oh yeah and i the person that i took mushrooms with was the one that i had the where we were listening to surf rock and we were having uh on mushrooms and we were having um a conversation about something oh, we were yeah. trying to think of the same point and as we were trying to think of the same point the music kept like elevating and like crescendoing <laughs> right. and then we forgot we were like oh that's so cool it happened right then what were we talking about what, was like, what were we trying to think of and then the same exact thing happened again as we were trying to recall what we had thought of the first time where we both <laughs> thought of it again right as the movie was hit the music was hitting its crescendo for a second time and we were like oh my god this is the best music ever <laughs> but we we also decided that we were going to go for a walk and we spent like <laughs> we spent probably like an hour and a half like psyching ourselves up to go for a walk right uh it was like the middle of the night and uh it was very dark outside and we lived in like on like a cul-de-sac mm -hmm. um and we finally got the nerve up to go for a walk and <laughs> we were we were, we, were we got to the end of our street and i took out a cigarette to light it and i i lit it backwards ah uh, classic sure <laughs> yes and then and we started laughing and then he was like I don't know if we should go for a walk. And I was like, you're right. Let's go back. <laughs> and then we went back. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. I tried to go for a walk once on acid where, and I don't know if you know this about me, but I pee my pants all the time. Like, okay. like if something is funny and I have not peed in the last 10 minutes, mm -hmm. I will just piss my pants. Sure. And so we decided to go for a walk and we got like a block down the street and something funny happened and I pissed my pants and we had to go back. And it was like, everyone knew this about me. And they were like, fine, fine. Okay, let's go change. Let's all do the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I went back, changed my clothes, got all ready, went out, walked like 10 feet down the sidewalk, pissed my pants again, <laughs> went back in the house, changed, walked out the door, made it to the front porch, Ugh. pissed my pants a third time. It was wow. like, okay, calling it. We're wow. not going anywhere. I don't have any more clothes. We can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like I should also mention too, when I, when I got, cause I mentioned getting a DUI 
Yeah. And I do want to say that getting that I got a DUI under extremely um, suspicious circumstances. Oh, how? And it actually was the first time that I realized where, like, as an adult, that you just should not talk to the police. Right. You should like you should not be honest with them. You no. should not tell them anything. No. Uh, and just you know. Go to jail. Go from there. Go yeah. to jail and bail yourself out. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to go to j- if they're going to take you to jail, just go to jail. Just and do it. Ba- yeah. Get bailed out. Uh, because what had happened with me was I, I had been drinking earlier that night. Um, and it was after actually after a comedy show. Okay. Uh, I had been drinking uh, earlier that night, but I wasn't really drunk. And then I had been smoking weed uh, later that night, too. Yeah. Uh, and we were we went to like an after party thing. Mm-hmm. Um but wasn't really drinking. Actually, didn't drink at all when I was right. there because I was like, I know I'm going to have to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was smoking. But smoking and driving is like whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, you might go a little slower. You're fine. <laughs> it's okay. You're fine. <laughs> uh, I dropped a friend off at their house, and they lived um, kind of by like the downtown St. Luke's. Mm-hmm. And I dropped him off, and then I was driving gonna drive myself home and i went the wrong way down a one-way street because all those streets are fucking one-way streets and And you can't see any of the lanes at night here yeah and all especially that area doesn't have like street lights really Mm -hmm. and like it's very hard to see everything and so i turned the wrong way down a one-way street and then what i probably knew it immediately i knew it immediately and then i was like okay well what i'm gonna do is i'm i did that that's really stupid yeah so i'm gonna park my car and I'm just going to walk a couple blocks and I'm just going to get a cab. Yeah, smart. Uh, and what happened was, is after I had parked my car, got out and started walking to go get a cab, a police officer came up to me and was like, are you Brett Battostain? Because he had ran my plates and saw oh. who the car was registered to. And I was like, yeah. Uh, and he was like, is that your car back there? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he was like, I noticed you turned the wrong way down a one-way street. Have you been doing any drinking tonight? And I was like, well, I parked my car because I'm walking to go get a cab because I decided that, like, it was probably better to take a cab. Yeah. He still arrested me and then asked if I had been drinking. And I was like, yeah, I was drinking earlier. And then and then he gave me a breathalyzer. I blew under. What? I blew under the limit. and But he asked if I had been smoking weed. And I was like, yeah, I sm- smoked weed, too. Oh, and no. I know. I know. Well, because I was always taught, like, you should be honest, right? And yeah, it's so, it's so painful now because, especially because what then ended up happening was I got assigned a public defender and she was really cool and was like, listen, uh, you, the, when you got drug tested, the only thing that came back positive was carboxy THC, which is the inactive form of THC. Okay. So when you were booked and did the drug test, you were not intoxicated at all. So we have a really good case here where I think I can get you out of this. Okay. So this, and this case got dragged out for a, like a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then she quit and went back to school for something. And I got assigned a different public defender. And he was like, listen, you admitted you were smoking. You were drinking. Oh, fuck. We're not going to win this. Just take a plea deal and Damn it. be on your way. And then I did. Oh, and I really shit. wish I wouldn't have. I, like yeah. all of it was just such like a lesson in how to handle those types of situations. Yeah, because what danger were you in that moment? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
I just I feel like I should clarify that because it's not yeah. like I was out. It's not like you were out partying and just drunk as fuck. And, yeah, yeah. It was, and I like to tell that story just in case anybody is listening, mm-hmm. knowing that if you have been smoking, just say you haven't, because yeah, there's no likely reason. by the time that you get to the the jail and get booked and stuff, you're probably going to pee inactive. Yeah, THC. So good to know. Yeah. Because you could just say, this was from two weeks ago, so there's no way I can get a DUI. Yeah. You know? <laughs> test for that. That's so stupid. Yeah. So. That's so dumb. Very, that was when I was like 22, I think. Now, I did have this thing happen once where I still to this day don't know what this was. Like, oh, okay. You know? Okay. This was, um, I had a friend who one of his favorite snacks, like one of his favorite things to eat was he would just mix peanut butter and jelly in a bowl and just eat it like that. And he ate it all the time. Like this was just a normal snack for him. Everyone who was friends with him knew that he did this. And so we were tripping and we took a walk and we went to the park and we got to the park and in the park on a park bench was a bowl of peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly mixed together. And I was like, did you bring this with you? And he was like, did I? <laughs> maybe. And so he picked it up and like took it with him because he was like, maybe it's mine. And he walked around with that thing the whole night and then realized that it wasn't his bowl and then just left it somewhere else. <laughs> but still to this fuck? day, I'm like, did he bring it with him? Oh like, where God. did it come well, from and how? Who else does? I've never heard of anybody doing that. And who takes it to a park with them and then is like, well, I'll just leave this here. Yeah. I'll just leave my bowl here on this bench. That's whack. Isn't that the weirdest thing? <laughs> yeah. Something. I don't know. Mysticism. Who knows? Yeah. That's that's wild. That's a weird one. I don't know. Um, should we do... Do you have a playlist? Yeah, I have a playlist. We should do one. We should do one. I, 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 I do... I love drug stories. I think... I do too. I did that comedy show, that drug story comedy show mm-hmm. at Docs that one, and I still have the notes in my car. Like, I left the note on my... Uh-huh. visor because it was so i had it like organized by drug oh. and like by story but it was just so fun to hear everyone's stories and like see their glee as they told their stories like yeah. i love swapping them yeah me too yeah. i i think drugs are just kind of fascinating things in yeah. general especially like hallucinogens like mushrooms and acid and stuff yeah they're so crazy that that, that they exist mm-hmm. and that we figured it out yeah <laughs> And like the, I mean, Robert Evans talks about it in his book, like the experiences that some people have with like mushrooms and acid are so like profound. Yeah. Like the the divinity students. Yeah. Oh my God. What I wouldn't give to have tripped with those divinity students in that church. I know. That would have been amazing. Yeah. They're probably the coolest. Oh, I would, I would almost go to their churches. I I would maybe go just to see what what the deal is. And (laughs) I'd be like, I'm on mushrooms. Yeah. You remember that? (laughs) Okay. All right. So my first song, it's a little bit trite, but I picked it because the... um, Is that the name of the song? A little bit trite? No. (laughs) I picked it because I watched this movie one of the first times that I tripped acid and I felt like the entire movie was just um, going along the entire trip. Uh, like there's a part in this movie where they stop and say, how long have we been talking about this? I don't know. It seems like forever. And that happened like right as I was having that conversation with someone. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so I always think of this. Also, we were watching this while tripping in my ex-boyfriend's house who we thought had left to go to like a family gathering uh-huh. and then called about a good, like right as we started to get to where it was going to be a good peak here, uh-huh. he called and said he was coming back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. <coughs> That's a very like eighties uh, like comedy. Yeah, premise. it was very like quick. Every, get everything. <laughs> yeah. We gotta clean everything up, and everything's backwards and upside down. Yeah, and, yeah. It's very Animal House. <laughs> and so when I hear anything from Yellow Submarine, I just think of that. Mm. And then we didn't talk about it, but I chose this song. Nicotine and Gravy by Beck. Oh, okay. Because I've just I've just accepted that cigarettes are a drug. Yeah. Like it's taken me a long time to accept that that is a hard thing for me to not do. Yeah. And I thought my whole life I've been like I can I cannot smoke. It's just the thing I do for fun around other people. Yeah. No, it's not. It's just as bad as any drug. It's yeah. probably the only drug that I have any kind of connection with that I can't stop doing. Yeah. I mean, same with coffee, right? Like, yeah. I can give up coffee easier, I think. But, I mean, it's still a drug. Yeah. You know, like, oh, caffeine yeah. is a drug. Yeah. You know? I'm just, we're all just casual drug users. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody. It's cool. <laughs> Although it's fun because we, we drink decaf at home because I get a little antsy. And uh, we've started having coffee on the porch with the kids on the weekends. Like, we'll make them little kids' coffees and we'll all sit on the porch and have our coffee. Oh, that's <laughs> it's nice. It's very cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Oh, my God. It's super cute. <laughs> you and Tucker. They have their little coffees. They're so cute. Adorable. <laughs> oh, Beck. Plus, Beck, this period of this album mm-hmm. was when I was doing a lot of stuff. So uh, it just, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I worked at that weird record store and did a lot of drugs. Yeah. Uh, very cool. <laughs> okay, now... You'll know this. Do do I know it? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just waiting for it to click because it's going to. No, I'm feeling like nervous that I'm not going to know it. Oh, shit. It's Is the this main... Lord of Lord of the Rings? No, it's the main theme from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh goddamn you, <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> because as I divulged on the Keanu podcast in college, I was tripping on acid the entire time I was stage managing Dracula for the full six weeks. That's I was right. just tripping on That's acid, right? <laughs> and watching this movie and making weird props and making weird fake blood. <laughs> Just oh, doing all kinds of crazy right. shit. That was and so. This soundtrack is just screams acid to me. I, I definitely got. Will tell people to go back and listen to that episode. Uh, oh, we yeah. do Keanu when Jinx came on to talk about Dracula because that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. I love that I was the only one that cared. Yeah, <laughs> and I really cared deeply. But I still, I just love the soundtrack. It's great. It's cool. It is cool, and especially if you're tripping. Yeah. Okay, now. God damn it! <laughs> swelling. <laughs> Love it. Wow. Oh my God. Now imagine just being on acid. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to freak out. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, manipulation of emotions. Okay. Sure. All right. Now this. This is a band called Greyhounds. Oh. I'll tell you a little story. I'll just tell you a little story about this. So there's the lead singer and guitar player for this band. Mm-hmm. Was a friend of mine. Oh. I met him through his mom. And we kind of like, we kind of got interested in each other. 
you know? And it was kind of like our moms worked together and he Mm -hmm. was in this traveling touring band and we just had to meet each other. We talked on the phone for months and we just had to meet each other and just know, you know, if this was real. Uh So we met and in my weird Appalachian town that he didn't want to come to and he was scared to death. He thought he was in deliverance. (laughs) He gave me a big lecture before he left about how someday I would get out of there and somehow I would like make it out. And I was like, you motherfucker, don't talk down to me. So then, like three or four years later, I heard that his band was coming back through. Oh. And I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. My friend and I, who worked at a newspaper, got press passes that we made ourselves <laughs> so that we could go to this concert where they were playing. And we decided the best way to have confidence to go in there and pretend to be music journalists was to do a bunch of coke. <laughs> It's probably worked pretty well, right? Yeah, it worked really well. She was up there taking, we were just so coked out of our minds, and she's up there taking pictures of the band, and I'm writing notes that make no sense, and just just really just getting in there, and then like after that band plays, another band goes on, and the bass player for this band, or the keyboard player, he recognizes me and is like, oh my God, Jinx? And I'm like, oh, hey, I just happen to be assigned to this concert because I'm a music writer now. (laughs) so fucked up and just carried off the entire evening as if I worked for Rolling Stone. Like I just acted as if I was like a music journalist who was just on the beat, you know, (laughs) and I was going to write this big article, threw all the notes away on the way home. I I imagine you just writing on the notes like guitar, six strings, question mark. Oh yeah. Just just like, like standing on your right foot. Okay. Look over here. There's that guy. What's happening now? What am I even writing? Oh my God. That's a fucking awesome. I thought a whole notebook. Like I just really, but he believed it and I haven't seen him or heard from him since, but his last he heard from me, I was a rock journalist. Congrats. Totally pulled it off, (laughs) but not a bad band. No, they're all right. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, I'm into it. I guess that was the end. Oh. All right. What do you got? Okay. You need this thing? Um, no, you're plugged n- in. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm good to go. Okay. I, I've i got five songs on mine. Okay. Um, number one is Drugs Are Good by NoFX. Ah, uh, just baseline <laughs> drugs are good. Yes. Ah, oh, NoFX. I think my computer is doing that thing again where it goes, where it decides to go really slow. Are you on drugs, computer? <laughs> what did you take? Oh, a drink from my cup. That's a different song. That's not the right one. <laughs> That's not the right one. I was one. like, this doesn't sound like no effects at all. <laughs> what an interesting sound for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me try to reload it really quick. God damn it. <laughs> all right, let's go. Come on. There we go. makes me bounce yeah <laughs> i'll forever be like a fan of no effects i just think they're the fact that they they have a gold record yeah without ever get like having any like heavy radio play mm-hmm. or music videos on mtv yeah just through yeah. like the sheer like just the community yeah yeah the fact that they could have a gold record is so fucking cool this was the book tucker read his book Oh yeah, I read and, it too. And oh my god, the whole time he was reading that book, he was doing that thing where he would just like, you know, in the book it was telling me the other day, I was, I was saying, <laughs> and he would just tell me like stories from the book, and I'd be like, oh my god, and the next day he'd be like, and then in this chapter, so I basically read it too. Yeah, it is really, 
It sounded really good. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, and also, they get. I think. I feel like they have some pretty cool opinions on drugs. Well, they're good. <laughs> they're good. Yeah. Uh, number two is uh, Rehab by Amy Winehouse. <sighs> Who sang? Oh, Matteo sang this at karaoke. Oh, and it was so good. I bet. I forgot about that. I fucking bet that would oh, be Matty so good. Oh, Matteo's a great karaoke partner. He's great to go karaoke with. I would love with. to do karaoke with Matteo. Next time karaoke's a thing and Matteo's in town. <laughs> <laughs> so never. We'll go do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. This is such a great song because it sounds like such a throwback. Yeah. But genuinely, it's well, not a put on. Well, that's what is so cool about Amy Winehouse. Is yeah. That, like, she was like a pop star, but she had like, she was into like cool music. Yeah. Like, she would do covers of like old ska bands and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know? And, yeah. Uh, that's what, that's kind of what got me into her. Is yeah. that she was like, I saw that she was doing covers of like the song Monkey Man. That oh, song that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, that's cool. And she crushed it, too. Yeah, like She did okay. such a good job. And then I started listening to her other stuff. I was like, oh, this is all kind of, like, throwbacky, Yeah. Like, homages to, like, older music. And it's done so well. Yeah. It's really uh, good. It's really unfortunate. I mean, it goes without saying that she's dead. Right. <laughs> we lost a good one. Ah, they all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My next one is more about the... The sex side of the, deba- oh, the, debauchery, the debauchery and vice. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot of that. Not I in the expected book. more in the book. Yeah, but it do- it is it is talked about. Yeah, uh, this is this song's called Fuego by mm. uh, Murder by Death. They've been on a few of my playlists. Yeah, they're a playlist favorite uh, of mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love them. And this song is just about <laughs> about being like <laughs> all their songs. None of their songs make like explicit references to like being cowboys, <laughs> but <laughs> right. But all of them are, all of the people in the songs are cowboys, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this song is just about, to me, is about being a cowboy and just being horny as fuck. <laughs> oh, can't quit you. <laughs> um, and yeah, not even it's not even like a romantic song. It's just no, like it's, it's about like a... I've been out in the desert for a long time and now I'm here and and I want to get busy. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. Um and this part It's just so horny. <laughs> it's like I can't even song. take it. Oh, it's good. It's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I found it really interesting in the book when they were talking about fetishes uh-huh. and they were talking about why the one scientist was, why he thought foot fetishes existed. What did he say? I don't he think was, I read that part. He was talking about how, um, I've always heard it from a psychological standpoint. Like mm-hmm. it was a psychological thing of being like raised by women or being at the feet of women, like your yeah. childhood. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I've always heard about it. He said that your brain, the scientist said your brain has no, um, like in the part of your brain that controls and monitors your body, like where mm-hmm. your body is all the mm-hmm. time, there really is no um, monitor of like distance. Mm. So that's why you have like, if someone gets their leg amputated, they still have like phantom leg syndrome yeah. because there's no like gauge of how far you're, it's just that your leg is attached to your body. There's no right. gauge of how far. So in your mind, from infancy because your feet are so close to your body in infancy, in mm. your mind, your feet are basically next to your genitals. 
that you don't your legs uh-huh. you don't have comprehension of distance from your like waistline to your feet oh. and so they're just hmm. basically like altered gen- genitals that's interesting isn't that weird yeah i like i had no i just thought it was really interesting to learn that our brains can't even keep track of our bodies yeah yeah that's yeah so crazy that's, that is crazy people under it not that hot but crazy <laughs> uh, uh dylan and i were talking dylan from fun and sobriety yes, plug, yes. and we do keanu uh, mm-hmm. better plug uh, <laughs> uh we were talking the other day about just like how stoop like and how crazy it is that people don't won't acknowledge the fact that like everything that we are is tied to our brain yeah and we can't control it like our brain just is our brain like yeah, we don't have control is. yeah it just yeah. is what it is and people like think there's just like other like other stuff happening and it's like no it's just your brain and stuff. your brain's just fucking wild yeah <laughs> that's know? just your brain coming up with things that aren't real yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, all in yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah exactly um my next song is a song called uh coffin nails by uh, a little known band called the banner but i i love them they're like a heavy hardcore band and they're they're very cool okay and this song is uh just about you know being debaucherous oh, okay. <laughs> leading up to the coffin nails i yeah, see yeah, okay. yeah 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 this is where this is all going uh and uh there there's uh one line in this song um i'll see if i can find it really quick um oh here we go <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Something's gonna. So why not? <laughs> this uh, I, I heard this song the first time in high school, and I was like, "This song's fucking cool." <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then last one is uh, the same drugs by Chance the Rapper. Oh, Chance the Rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chance, the rapper. The rapper one. The rapper guy, not Chance the crooner. <laughs> Chance the rapper. Yeah. I don't think... Well, I like this part. Yeah. I don't think I've ever listened to Chance the rapper. Oh, you haven't? No. We don't do the same drugs. Chance is... He's amazing. This is not what I expected. Oh, this sounds like a very sad song. We don't do the, we don't it do is. the same yeah. drugs, do the yeah. same drugs no more. Um, the album that he had before this was called Acid Rap, and there's a lot of songs about drugs on there. Oh, <laughs> so a treasure trove of drug songs, if anyone's yeah. looking. Well, and mo- actually, most of them just sounds like they were written on acid. Oh. <laughs> but the, it's a really, really good album. Okay. Like, high recommend. Uh, I like this idea. I like, like what he's saying. That we oh, don't yeah. do the same drugs. I like that. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> same drugs. There we go. Same that's my playlist. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Well, should we rate this book? What do you rate this book? I I rate it two healthy gravity bong hits. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I really I really enjoy reading it. I'm definitely gonna finish. Yeah, it Yeah, you gotta finish it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it three. And that one, no, not that's too many. I'm going to give it two and that one half extra hit of acid you take because you think the first two aren't working. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what I'll give it. Wow. Two and a half taps. Wow. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, I think it's cool. I definitely recommend anybody check it out. That's we'll have to tell Alicia all about it. She'll be back. Yeah. She'll be back next week. Uh, yep. You tell her all about it. Alicia, we missed you. Hope we all, did. Hope all as well. We'll save you a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, we will. And we'll leave it in heat. We'll leave it out. So it gets warm. <laughs> yeah. And the, we'll put it in the windowsill. So oh, it'll it be ferments nice and even hot. more. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody stay safe. Wear your masks. And um, be cool. Be cool. Save fresh cheese bags. There you go. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And wash your hands. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye. Whatever would we learn? What knowledge would we gain? Like you upon the morning blossom or candy for the brain. Place the books within our hand. Discuss them anyway. Grab your tea and have a seat. We're overbooked and that's okay.